What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network, featuring Pod of Thrones and the Shiznit. This is the Red Rock Podcast Network. From Red Rock Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is the Shiznit. And your hosts, Damon Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dean O'Red. Now, put your hands together for the Shiznit. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Shiznit Show. We realize that you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, even though by the time you hear this, Father's Day will have passed. But still, happy Father's Day. It's Father's Day for us right now. So you guys are hearing this live, a live recorded, <laughs> a live recorded live pre-recorded Father's Day show. <laughs> that, that reminds me of the. Um, oh. oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. That reminds me of that. Uh, who's a Bob? Was it Bob and Bob and Dave? Was that Bob? Dave and oh, Buster? Uh, Dave and uh, uh, you talking about Mister Show? Yeah, Mister Show. Uh, with uh, uh, yeah, Bob and Dave. Yeah, 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 yeah Bob and. And Dave. they did the show. It was like. The pre-recorded Colin show. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, yeah. if you're calling this week's topic is guns and religion. If you're calling next week, don't forget Colin. Next week topic is. And then people were all like confused. They must have been doing a podcast. It was hilarious. Oh my gosh, you, yeah, you got to you got to check. You that have out. to check it out. It's yeah. one of the funniest things. That I've sounds ever just seen. like a podcast. Just check out Mr. Show. Period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's one thing that a few podcasters still do that, and it kind of it bums me. Corolla does that all the time. Um, oh, they, yeah, they, yeah. they assume that people are listening as soon as it's published. Oh, yeah. So they change all their language to reference that point in time. Mm-hmm. But it's superfluous because people can be listening to it at any time. That's mm-hmm. why it's a pause. Exactly. And so and then they do all the and the thing is it's not natural and they, they change back and forth or, or today or or no Monday and, and they do all this and then it still may not mean it still doesn't mean anything because you know, just speak in the present and people they know they're listening to a podcast. They know it's not live and so they'll do the math and if, if there's an actual date, give dates 
But don't don't change your language to act like it's a, a different day than it is because that's just Mofo, you know when Father's Day is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. <laughs> don't don't do this. It's like Happy like Father's Week. Like they would be doing stuff like uh, you know, like I don't know, like if they if if this comes out on Monday, so they would say, Oh yeah, they'll be saying like Father's Day was yesterday mm-hmm. when it's really today. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like and they have to keep that up the whole show and mm-hmm. it, it, it's yeah, it's it is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, uh, now that I've uh, you know, we we record in the that. now. That's right. <laughs> now, <sighs> what's up, Charlie Bell? Welcome back. Thank you. Missed you guys. Yeah, you Thank have you have you have a good time. I had an awesome, awesome birthday. I had a birthday. Yeah, and then I feel like the gods of happiness decided to punish me with getting sick. (laughs) Oh. Birthdays, uh, there's always a payment. I know. The god of karma. The, the, car, the karma chameleon. Not, oh, and I didn't appreciate all that fawning you did over Ms. Taja. Uh, well, you heard that, did you? Mm-hmm. Well, all right. <laughs> I wasn't the only one. I've been hearing about Ms. Taja since some, some one dude was like, "Man, I ain't even seen her yet," but just her voice, like, dude, she could be she could be a phone sex operator. <laughs> I was like, I will let her know. <laughs> but I'm irreplaceable. You must not know about me. <laughs> oh man! But uh, so, what did you do for your birthday? I went up to the Bay Area and turned up. With did you go to any Warrior Games? I did not go to any Warrior Games, but I did go to some fancy dinners, oh. lots and lots of wine. Hey, <laughs> you should uh, you should have said what's up to Jeanette Jordan while you were up there. Oh, I didn't oh, know she's was up she, there. Is she up there? Oh, that's right. She's from down here now. I yeah. 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 I, I keep thinking she's up there. She's just from up there. Yeah, yeah. she's from up there. Yeah. But um, while we're mentioning the Warriors, uh, congrats, Team Lightskin. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of sad paper bags out there today. <laughs> <laughs> So, Wheezy, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, uh, man, I'm all right. I uh, uh, Today is uh, Father's Day, so I went to go visit my father, uh, who is in Inglewood. Uh-huh. Hall- Inglewood. Hollywood. no good. Hollywood be his name. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, so we, we kicked it together. And, mm-hmm. uh, you, know, uh, you know, my dad is, you know, is, 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 you know, I mean, he's 70 years old now, and it's like, you know, I get concerned because you don't know how much longer, you mm-hmm. know, you have with them. So, you know, I, uh, every every moment is uh, a precious one. Yeah, yeah. I, one of, it kind of reminds me of the the one the the, the only thing he ever did for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, uh, one one of the things he did for me that, that like really touched me, and it, it was uh, I, I was in a play a few years ago, and um, uh, I didn't hear about this till like two or three years later. But uh, my dad took some flyers and went out to Hollywood Boulevard and passed out flyers oh, <laughs> advertising oh. my play. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get a little 
That's sweet. Well, see, this is, it's, it's like taking me years for me to be able to say that without getting choked up. Yeah. yeah. yeah I see why. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, and it was one of those things. It was like it came up in conversation like, you know, like two or three years after the fact. And I'm like, what? what you did that? <laughs> you didn't tell me. Oh, that's awesome. Well, he was going to be over there soliciting hoes anyway. So. Well, 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 he, yeah, two birds and one stone. Well, that's who he gave the uh, flyers to. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Audience were, full of hoes. <laughs> and you know what? The hoes really appreciate a good love story. So that's uh, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. They really do. It's yeah. like you know, a pretty woman connection. Yeah. You know, they, well, they, they were throwing money on the stage for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shit, home money spins. <laughs> Ain't, right, ain't no ain't no money like whole money because the whole money, whole <laughs> <laughs> money literally don't stop. From <laughs> yeah. the break of dawn, <laughs> on, on. I, I, I even think Warren Sapp was in the audience. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was sweet. You know, Wills did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Wills Standifer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> I think I still don't get it. Yeah. Am I supposed to get it? Mm, uh, my, my father's paraplegic. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I caught him that because, you know, he used to drive the getaway car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Good thing the statute of limitations. Is <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. I had forgotten about that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Those those guys from New York City. Yeah, those guys from New York, upstate New York, gave him a call, and uh, he said, "I'm out, he said, I'm out the game." <laughs> it's like every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do a whole show where we just say nothing but cliches. <laughs> Isn't that every show? Right. Like how, and that would be different. How? <laughs> Oh man! I prefer to say we pay homage to the classics. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. You know, we be doing that all the time, all the time. So what up with you, Daddy Red? Oh man, just enjoying Father's Day, man. Got up, and my baby, she greeted me with a little. You know, she's six, so and she made the whole. She did everything by herself with like no help. She got a little. She had a little. Um, a shopping bag, like a brown paper shopping bag with, mm-hmm. with the handles. Mm-hmm. She took that. She used that as a gift bag. Mm-hmm. And you know how the gift bags come with a little tag? Mm-hmm. So she got like a, um, anyway, she can't write that small. Mm-hmm. So the tag is like, it's huge. It's, it's like a, a card. It's, it's a big old square. It's bigger than a card. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the size of a checkerboard. <laughs> and she wrote on there, uh, uh, to, to daddy, from Danya, and then a whole bunch of hearts, and I love you so much. And then uh, inside the bag was uh, was like this little paper thing and another card. Okay, and this and then this one said this was another another checkerboard size card, <laughs> and it's, this said this one said card at the top to let me know that this was the card, <laughs> and it said. It says, to you. <laughs> from Danya. From Danya. And then she, she says she loves me again. And then she tells me that I made a paper you. Aww. And then uh, it's me. And this is like this big old yellow, <laughs> yellow guy. <that laughs> it looks kind of like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> she, made you, she made you look like a minion. <laughs> 
kinda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. So it was really sweet, really cute. But uh, yeah, so that was that was cool. Um and that's been about it for me. Um I I earlier this week I was guest I was um invited to guest ho- uh guest host on um Back to Reality. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Where we talked about the whole South Carolina situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was that was cool. Of course, it was a little bit of a you know kind of a downer, but it was cool that they invited me there, and I got to to chat it up with those guys. Those are cool guys there. Shout out to Jared Hill <laughs> and Shane Paul Neal, and uh, the Back to Reality crew. And uh, that's pretty much been it for me. That and trying to avoid some of the <laughs> <laughs> the news. <laughs> Not so much the news as like. The some of uh, let's say uh, let's just say some of my social media friends are beefing with each other, and uh, they're like kind of like a lot of other allies. It feels like World War One of the podcast mm, world, more like Civil War. Yeah, like what? yeah, it, Civil War, but except like allies have been like divided yeah have yeah exactly and brother people choo- brother. choosing sides mm-hmm. and stuff and yeah. so i've, I've kind of tried to stay out of it for the most part that's the beef you're, you're but, switzerland yeah it's it's the beef is um it's kind of basically well i want to say it's not it's, it's kind of the rachel the rachel thing kicked it off mm-hmm. but it's not really that it's deeper than that it's like mm-hmm. some feelings got hurt and you know, people can't agree to disagree, and then people have just like taking it so you know, like the the level other people have taken it to and stuff has just gotten like really crazy. So people are unfriending people, and people are calling people out, and like telling people not to listen to their shows, and people not to donate money, just like crazy, just like going way extreme with it and stuff, and it's just been like really crazy, mm. but uh, so at the same time, I'm kind of following, but kind of trying to stay out to some extent, but. I haven't totally stayed out because I have kind of chosen size because you kind of, you know, by you kind of sort of have to, you know, in a way. I mean, I haven't like verbally, you know, picked this person or that person, but it's just like. <clears throat> but they pull you back in. Yeah, kind of, you know, and it's like, okay, well, you know, and it's not even about the stance the person was, the, the people were taking on. It's about how. They're dealing with the fallout, you know, for me. It's more about that than the actual, you know, what got it started. Mm. So. Well, you're being anyway pretty vague about it. So I don't know the actual content of, yeah. the, of the beef. However, I will say this. I think that, um, <clears throat> you know, how do I say this? The the, the terrorist attacks in, Char- in Charleston, South Carolina. Right. Have just been the latest in a, in a very tough series of open wounds. I think for our community, I think all of our emotions are very close to the surface. And I feel like as a black community, we've been through a lot of trauma. You know, I feel like we need group counseling. <laughs> <right now. laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel like we need some group therapy because no, shit, seriously, shit is really like and mentally yeah. and emotionally wears on you. I hear you every fucking week. To hear about racist murders, to hear about, you know, state terrorists. I mean, just whatever it is. It's just so fucked up. And so, I mean, it's not indecipherable that, that, that 
people taking the shit to heart. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it, it is. It's very serious business. Yeah. So, yeah. So, other than that, you know, just, um, hey, you know, business as usual. <laughs> business as usual. So, um, speaking of which, let's go ahead and get into these topics where we're going to start off with the... Uh, News and Noteworthy. The Shiznit. Let's just go ahead and lead right into that and get that. Uh, I don't want to say get it over with. But, but yes, in, in a way, I, I do. I do want to get over with because you know it. It happened Wednesday, and again, you know when stuff breaks early in the week or towards the middle of the week or earlier, you know by the time we get to it, oftentimes we're burnt out on it. At least I know I am. And I, you know I've done it one podcast on it and had several conversations on it, and then you know just all the just keeping up with all the articles and different things, whatever. It's 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 draining. And it gets to be a lot, and it's not a happy thing. So it's something you kind of want to, like, kind of put behind you so you can start healing and uh, move on to some of the, uh, you know, funner things, whatever. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, Yeah, Charleston, South Carolina, everyone knows by now that there was uh, basically a a racist terrorist attack on a church. Uh, Bible study on uh, last Wednesday. Um, a white guy, a white, a young white guy, came in and sat in on Bible study and sat there for like, um, like an hour, you know, yeah. like an hour, and just like hung out in, in in the service. And they welcomed him, right? You know, and then uh, he put out a weapon and killed everybody who was there. There was nine people and all, I'm sorry, um, everyone except for two people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was a five year old who played dead that, that did not get killed. And one person was left, uh, alive intentionally to, mm-hmm. to tell the tale, mm-hmm. you know, were, were his, was his exact words. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, what can you say about that? You know, that hasn't been, that doesn't sound trite and just, you know, but yeah, it was it was horrible. It was, you know, and an awful reminder of like, no matter how far we think we've come, it's mm-hmm. like we still got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we have made progress, but there's still progress to be made. Clearly, clearly, and uh, um, I don't know. You guys, you guys have any thoughts that you you want to share on it? The the, the one thing that I. I want to mention real quick um, the the uh, and if you guys didn't hear the show on Back to Reality, don't worry about it because you, you I told you guys that uh, I'll soon be taking some medical leave and during that medical leave, one of the shows that I'll run in place of the in place of the Shiznit is um, is that show, probably the first one. So you guys will get a chance to to hear it here and the and you know in the place of the Shiznit, I'll run that. Um, a lot of uh, this has sparked a lot of side debate about gun control. And I told my one friend that I was, would be on back to reality talking about the situation. And she, excuse me, she mentioned, Oh, that's interesting since you're not in favor of gun control. And I just want to say, I want to clear my stance up. That's not altogether true. Uh, I don't have a problem with, controlling guns and trying to limit the access to guns 
what I have a problem with is gun elimination or the elimination of my Second Amendment rights to protect my family. That I have a problem with. So as long as your gun control uh, legislation does not take away my gun or make it virtually impossible for me to obtain a gun and ammunition, then I'm, I'm open to it. And I'm, I'm, you know, most likely probably for it, but I just, you know, a lot of people, they, they take it to the extreme. And once you start talking about gun control, you, you can't hear, can't help, but get into the conversation. Well, we should just get rid of all the guns, just make a total ban on guns. And that's not, you know, my stance on that is that's, that's, that's not realistic. It's not feasible. This country has never been able to ban anything. We tried banning alcohol. That did not work. There is a ban on narcotics now. That does not work. There's a ban, there's a ban on all, t- all, all types of things. That's, that has never worked. This country has never been able to stop anybody from getting their hands on anything that they want. And if they were to ban weapons, then uh, the citizens, the law-abiding citizens wouldn't have guns. But the criminals would have guns. The cops would have guns. The military would have guns. The only people who wouldn't have guns are you and I, you know, the, the law-abiding citizens. So I'm not in favor of that. And that's pretty much my stance on it. So uh, you guys, um, you know, whatever you guys want to chime in about <clears throat> the gun control thing or just the South Carolina thing in general. Um. Well, <laughs> what is there to say? Uh, I guess, uh, you know, the, the, the only thing I, I could, uh, uh, only thing I wish for is a, a uh, uh, a speedy trial and then a speedy execution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. Uh, uh, for this gentleman. And uh, unfortunately, it's uh, one in a long series of... Uh, I, I just... Uh, this uh, this morning, I looked up uh, the number of, uh, of uh, mass killings right. in America just in this... Uh, just in uh, the past couple of decades. Mm-hmm. And it, it's astounding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it's, uh, unfortunately this one was racially motivated. Um, but, uh, the others, you know, they all have varying motivations and they're all tragic and there's really no, I don't know what we can do to stop it because, you know, you can stop groups that, you know, groups that follow that you, that make chatter on websites or, you know, who say stuff out loud, you can follow them and see what they're going to do. But, you know, some guy who's, uh, uh, who wants to go bring back the days of apartheid <clears throat> who's in his basement. And I mean, how do you, where do you, how do you know what that guy is going to do? That guy just came from nowhere. And he, he obviously didn't set off any red flags, right? With the people he went to see. And he, and the thing that's weird about him, he even considered not killing them. Uh, that's what he said that he that that crosses mind because they were so nice to him. I mean, I mean the guy's nuts, mm-hmm. but how you know what 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 you know it's it's scary because it can happen anywhere uh, at any time under any conditions and uh, right it's frightening. And not only not only that, you know, like you were saying about him being in the basement and mm-hmm. you know how do you control? There, there's also another thing that's mm-hmm. that's scary and and has to be considered too. It's like. At what point? Where do where do you draw the line with people's rights? Yeah, yeah, that's, you know what I yeah, mean. Because yeah. people, they have a right to have ideas that you don't agree with. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's like, 
how do you how do you you know what I mean? That's well, like that's a that's a line that's yeah. really hard to yeah. And there are a lot of people who have nutty ideas who are, for all intents and purposes, harmless. Right. Um, you know, you, you don't want you get in a conversation with them. And you're like, oh god, this guy's scary. Right. Right. But the real reality is, most people like that don't follow through on their threats. I, I think, I think one of the, uh, I, I think uh, when people make death threats, um, they rarely follow through. It's always somebody that no one heard of. Uh, they had no idea that this, you know, he was a cut quiet one, you know, he had not, you know, and, you know, you just, I mean, it's just, it, 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 <laughs> there are no words, man. I, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I, I, mean, there, I mean, there's no words. I mean, I think that, um, <clears throat> I think that what we have to do is we, we have to start talking about, look, I don't. There is a lot of gun violence. You know, 90 people a day are killed with guns in America. Most of those are accidental or suicide. Um, America is uniquely um, rife with gun violence and gun death. But I don't necessarily want to talk about this particular case. I mean, even though that that is part of the context, I mean, this guy, to me, he's a clear part of and a continuation of the legacy of racial violence and racial terrorism in this country. I mean, that's what it is. The first terrorist act that was ever written in this country was in the 1800s, and it was an anti-Klan act. So, you know, Ku Klux Klan, that, that, is, that is American terrorism. You know, this is what it is. And so I think that it's real easy. We want to kind of be like, oh, this is a lone gunman. He was just some crazy motherfucker out the basement. But I don't see it like that. I see this as he's a part of a racial legacy that we need to confront. We need to deal with, you know, the fact that that white supremacy is still a thing. It's a major thing that's driving, you know, so much of, of what's happening. You know, racial violence is a part of how you enforce the racial caste system. So I think that if we are going to honor the legacy of, um, you know, these slain victims, one of the things we have to do is continue to be brave in how we confront that. The um, the pastor, Clemente Pinckney, who was um, murdered, slain, assassinated in his church. And also a senator. Yeah, he was also a state senator and recently spoke extremely eloquently about um, the need for his community and his state to confront police violence and, and racism and um you know he was he was on point with it so so just one you know just in closing a couple things i would say is one go online and listen to his speech it's very inspirational and moving and you know i think it's a good way to honor him i think um also you know get involved with something local get involved with black lives matter you know keep the fight going this is not a, a one-time thing i think we need to use this as um impetus to act because i think if we are passive you know it just well let me ask you this mm-hmm. <clears throat> what where do you what, what, like what would be a starting point to to fight something like this like where would you start like how would you go about it so um <laughs> a lot of things and many of them have been um 
talked about already. I mean, obviously, we do need to do something about guns. That's just period. I mean, this guy. Well, that, that part is a little, right. I can, that's more right. tangible. I right. mean, the, the white supremacy type part. Well, that, I think a lot. Okay, so I think a lot of it has to do with our media and pushing back. And we're going to talk about that later with the. Um, you know, myths about black fatherhood and whatever mm-hmm. have you. I just think that our media is is very dominant in in pushing these like narratives that don't fucking make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like but talking about oh he's mentally ill. Well we really have no there's no diagnosis to say he's mentally ill. We don't know he's mentally ill. You yeah. know? A lot of, I mean if if a fucking Muslim terrorist, so called terrorist takes down a plane or a building, we don't start talking about his fucking mental yeah. health state. And I, I read his manifesto. He didn't. He didn't sound. I mean, not that I can judge from his, but right. it didn't. It didn't sound like a well, mentally well, ill person to well, me. Well, we we do talk about mental illness when it comes to mass uh, mass murder, but not for when, not when, what we see as te- not what we see as politically motivated terrorism. We didn't talk about Osama bin Laden's fucking mental state. You know, we don't talk about him as a crazed gunman. We talk about him as a fucking. I, I don't know. I, I think I think a lot of people view uh, uh, Muslim terrorists as well. I, maybe they don't use the word insane, uh, but they they certainly feel like they're fanatics. Uh, I hear the word fanatic used, and I I attribute that to some sort of mental mental instability. I, I think what what Charlie Bell is saying, and I happen to agree with this, mm-hmm. that the, our media seems to have ready made, for lack of a better word, profiles. Exactly. That that I'm not even sure if it's conscious mm-hmm. it may not even be conscious but mm-hmm. there does seem to be a profile that they pull out for one for white boys exactly one for black guys because exactly. if he's a black guy he'd been some sort of thug, thug or gangster right. or something like that right. if he is a muslim then he would have been a terrorist right. or islamic extremist exactly and he's a white boy then he's just mentally ill right. and not responsible and for his gun- actions and a lone gunman mm-hmm. yeah so i mean you know and so, in, in a sense he was a lone gunman right but I mean, I know what you're saying in the in the scheme of things. He he's, he was a he's lone not. gunman that was part of a, lo- a broader political movement. He was a po- he had a political message. That's why he left the person alive to right. tell the tale. Right, right, because right. Because he's sending a message. That's what terrorism. It, terrorism is is violence with an ideological message attached. Right. That's what it is. So I think part of it is using this as an opportunity to continually and consistently push the media on more realistic narratives about what. You know what's really happening. I think another part is you know um, get, get, getting involved in you know movements that are trying to confront the the, the um, impacts of, of of racial disparities in our communities, whether that be police brutality, whether it be you know the unfair drug sentencing disparities. I mean, there's so many. There are movements that people are are involved in and I think we need to keep pushing, pushing, pushing. We need to be a part of these movements and we need to speak up all the time. Um, and just one last thing I'm going to say, which I think is, I kind of laugh, but it's kind of true. <laughs> My friend Alfonso, he posted on um, he posted on social media, he said, if white people in this country want to know what it's like to feel like what want to know what it's like to be a black person? He said, "Take a duffel bag to church to a black church this Sunday <laughs> and see how people react, and then you'll know that it's like to be black in America." <laughs> so, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, wow. Yeah, there, there's, and there's no, no um, good 
there's no good segues from the next stories <laughs> from that. So we'll just have to move on the best we can. <laughs> but uh, so get well soon to uh, Taraji P. Henson. Um, apparently my baby mama <laughs> has been. What, excuse me, Charlie Bell. I did. Did you? Did you? Did you did, did she, scoff? Did she send you a Father's Day card? <laughs> she, you know what? She, she, you know, I give her a pass. Okay. Okay. You know, fine, she, fine. she's a good baby's mama. You, you keep saying that. She is. Yeah, okay. She really okay, is. Okay. I'm, you know I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay out of it. I'm going to stay out of it. <laughs> but I asked Maury and Maury said, you are not, not the father. <laughs> <laughs> not the daddy. Not the daddy. <laughs> Maury and that dinosaur can both go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> no man but uh yeah um she got food poisoning mm. so uh it's, it's nothing serious she's okay and uh you know she keeps saying oh you know uh i don't know it's a little weird though when i read the story she kept talking about how oh your body tell you when you need to rest and this and that so i guess she's saying that it worked out that i guess she's been overworking herself mm-hmm. and she needed a break mm-hmm. And the food poisoning thing happened, so now she's forced to take a break. I think that's what she was saying because yeah. she kept talking about taking. I'm like, what's that have to do with food poisoning? That doesn't have anything to do with food poisoning. E. coli tells you when you need a break. Right, right, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I think that's just you talking about in a larger kar- karmic sense that mm. uh, you know if you don't take a break, then you know one will be forced upon you. Mm. So I'd like uh, to get some raw eggs and some spoiled milk, please. I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you will be spending it in the restroom. Right. Okay. Well, it is a restroom. It's a restroom. <laughs> I need rest. You need to, that's true. That, there you go. But uh, a more serious uh, get will sh- uh, soon shout out to Renee Bayo, who is Scott Bale's wife. She has hmm. just been diagnosed with brain tumor. Oh, damn. That's terrible. Too bad. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. So, so our uh, send your good thoughts and prayers towards the Bayo family who are fighting, who, who are fighting uh, seriously right now. Yeah, I worked with him once. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he yeah. was directing uh, an episode of the Jamie Foxx show. Uh, okay. At the time, yeah, yeah, it was it was nice working with him. Okay. Yeah. And Jamie Foxx. Speaking of Jamie Foxx, uh, I've been I've been uh, watching some. An, 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 an old black series in, in syndication lately. You guys never guess which one. In uh, the Jamie Foxx show? Nope. Oh. <laughs> in Living Color? I'll give you a little hint. Oh, Mo to the. Oh, Moesha. E to the. <laughs> that was a good little show. That was a great show. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was a big fan of Ralph Far, uh, Farquhar back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I really liked this, this show. But it's a trip watching it now, being older and being a parent now, yeah. and watching it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. It's um, uh, first of all, she was she was a pretty good kid. Mm-hmm. She was a pretty good kid, mm-hmm. but she wasn't as good as I remember from a, from looking at it from a parent's point of view. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I, another thing I realized too is that she could. I didn't the first time around. I noticed that she could be kind of a. How should I put it? She could be kind of a B to the itch to the <laughs> not Brandy, but the, her character Moesha. She could yeah, be kind right. of a bitch. Yeah, she um, she was a popular girl. Remember, she was supposed to be like yeah, she was. The- but she um, anytime she had a situation where she was in like 
uh, in a position of authority, it would go to her head, mm-hmm. and she would like dog her friends out <laughs> for the whole episode, and then she'd have to like, you know, apologize for them for coming at them all wrong and stuff. And then just today before the show, I was watching that one where she was like playing on cue, and I didn't even remember that. I'm like, <laughs> what? She got yeah, she was playing on cue. Like, <laughs> wow. Well, she had That's to be relatable. Isn't, isn't, that, isn't that what people do when they're teenagers? I guess so. But yeah, no, that was that was a good show. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, that that was the uh, uh, the uh, the it was the Bernie Mac and uh, the woman who played his wife on the Bernie Mac show. That was Salita. Salita. Yeah, Salita something. Yeah, yeah, that, that's her. something like that. I can't I can't find her name here, but. Uh, yeah, I, I did. Uh, I did. I was in that episode where they where they uh, they were both characters on that particular episode. Mm-hmm. I was I was one of the I was one of the friends that never got asked back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Brandy, re- uh, not too. Yeah, kind of recently was on the Kiki Palmer show, mm-hmm. and she apologized for the way the show ended because Kiki really? was a big fan of it. And she was asking, like, what happened? It just ended with Miles was missing and all that. And, <laughs> and she was like, I know, girl. I'm so sorry, y'all. I did not, you know, that's not a way you should end the show after six years or whatever. But it's like, we don't even know what happened to Miles because it just, they just dropped it just like that. <laughs> you know, so we, we don't like, even know. You're like, Miles' contract was up for negotiation. <laughs> and Miles, apparently, apparently Moesha's contract is up. <laughs> Miles yeah. was uh, kicking it with Judy. Uh, Oh, uh, uh, Judy Winslow. Judy Winslow she yeah. went, he went upstairs and uh, never <laughs> came back down. <laughs> yeah, next thing funny. you know, he's making porn. Yeah. Oh, damn. Well, damn. Uh, yeah, uh, Kalita Smith. That, that that was her name. Yeah, Kalita that's Smith. her name. Kalita but Smith. yeah, there's a lot of. There, uh, I just I just saw a website where there a uh, web a web thing where they were talking about shows that ended on cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are a lot of shows out there where yeah. you know they expected to come back or they were hoping to come back. And they left the show with a cliffhanger, and they got canceled. And um, yeah, we just we just never find out what what right what happened. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. messed up. So yeah, that's that's television in a nutshell, right? But that's an opportunity for fan fiction. <laughs> Somebody out there needs to write the ending to Moesha. I mean, like Moesha just ends, and then and then you got shows like The Game that just won't go away. Like right. like that that show should have ended three networks ago and that shit just like the energizer bunny it just keeps going and going and coming back and it gets cockroach and it gets worse and worse every incarnation yeah it's like the cockroach of shows it's like a zombie it's like oh my god this shit is horrible and it just keeps getting worse yeah like what the fuck um (laughs) yeah the golden age of black television is over (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Oh, well, you know what? There, there's uh, there's there's, there's going to be quite a few uh, uh, shows with uh, black characters uh, coming uh, coming this fall. Um, from what I understand, they're they're really looking looking for uh, 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 minority characters. They're looking mm-hmm. for the next hit, like Blackish well, yeah, or well, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Empire. Empire, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be several clones of yeah. Empire. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the best thing about shows like Empire and and uh, um, Blackish and uh, you know the Shonda Rhimes thing is that because television imitates the next big thing, right? The, the big thing, the big thing. There'll right. be a lot of opportunities for um, for people to you know either hit or PLCs, miss. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you know suddenly you know people even if it does if it misses people know who you are and mm-hmm. so you get 
they'll start bringing you in. Because I mm-hmm. remember one year, I think the year that Friends came into existence, I had heard that they weren't looking for anyone who hadn't auditioned for a pilot before, mm-hmm. um, before they cast. And that's, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So if you have a show that misses, but... You know, you, suddenly your name is out there. Suddenly people know who you are, and that's that's a that's a great benefit to to black people on uh, all these different types of shows. Yeah, kind of something tangentially tangentially related. Why do you guys think that? Uh, I've been wondering about this for a while now. Uh, it seems to kind of be coming to a head now, but for the last several years, uh, East Indians have been the minority du jour. Why do you guys think that is? You guys haven't noticed? No. What? Which? They, oh, they've been extremely overrepresented uh, on some television. Give us The Office, uh, The Big Bang Theory. Uh, all of those shows huh. I don't watch. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, <laughs> and it was not not um, not just shoot me, but the Davis Spade. Yeah, yeah, Davis. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, wasn't that Amir Aziz? Is is that his name? No, no that's okay. not him. Oh, okay. Um, the one with him. It was Patrick Warburton mm-hmm. and. Uh, Oh, what's the name of that show? Uh, um, uh, engaged, something, something engaged. Uh, Rules of engagement. Rules of engagement. Yeah, that they yeah. had, they had one there. Uh, and there's Mindy. There's the Mindy. There's Mindy Cone, right? Yeah. Uh, the show um, Royal Pains on USA Network. Mm-hmm. They had one there. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that an, is that not enough? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I never watched any of those shows, so I didn't. You don't watch television, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I didn't know. Exactly. Yeah. So, the, yeah. So, like, um, I say, the last decade right. has been a. So, a I would say, I mean, without obviously being a dedicated TV watcher. I'm going to jump in that pool anyway. Just speculating out of my ass. <laughs> knowing, how, knowing how Hollywood thinks. I mean, I would imagine, like, those folks are kind of like an ambiguous person of color, ethnicity. Mm-hmm. They kind of can put them in, you know, and they can kind of, unless they specifically talk no, about No, they're all... They're, they're they're not playing anything else. They're all playing Indians. Mm-hmm. Right, but East what I'm Indians. saying is I think that it's like where they can get credit for having a person of color. and it, You know what uh, I mean? I it's just a, feel it's like, an attempt at diversity. Right, I just yes, feel like yes. it's a generic attempt mm-hmm. at diversity. Mm-hmm. Although, although I, I got to say, uh, Mindy, uh, uh, the Mindy Report, I mean, I've I watched a couple of episodes, but as far as, uh, as, far as you know, I, I enjoy watching her. I think she's really good at what she yeah. does. And uh, the... Uh, well, I enjoy... All of all those characters, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with any of them. Mm-hmm. I think they're all fine actors, yeah. and some of them are, are even good stand-up comedians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering why all of a sudden they it, – there's got to be a reason. Well, well you the know, Big Bang Theory makes sense. I don't think, because, it's, a, I don't big, think it's an accident. The yeah. Big Bang Theory makes sense because um, South Asians are so-called overrepresented in science and kind of technology oh fields. That's yeah. true. I mean, you could – well, they all play – in almost all those shows, they all play like – a stereotypical like a doctor or something mm-hmm. so yeah. you can say that for all of them then right well, yeah. then maybe you know what i mean why. except <laughs> for i mean but mm-hmm. you I, could just I, as easily not i mean well i know uh, i know with uh i know for for years uh all the networks have diversity um have diversity workshops or uh and so they they actually they're actively looking for minorities of all kinds and maybe that particular year or whatever they just happen to uh hit the mother load on uh, on east indian characters or you know they just they just uh you know been having trouble with their computers and uh <laughs> <laughs> and they say if you can fix my computer I I got a job for you Damn. And, uh, <laughs> or if you can read the manual <laughs> yeah, yeah. on how to fix my computer <laughs> to me over the phone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then uh then uh, yeah you got yourself a job <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. None of those answers satisfy me. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think we're, I, we're here to help. I don't know what it is, but I think it's more to it than all. I, it just does not seem to be a coincidence, and it seems to be. I don't. I don't know what it is, but there's something else at work. I don't, and I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but there's got to be something. I know I can't be the only one, so somebody else is. I'm gonna have to see if I can find something online or something. But there's got to be something. But anyway, why do so many goddamn Indians on TV? Back to. <laughs> Back to our program. All right. Now, let's get into our Father's Day uh, topics. We got some stuff here, especially for Father's Day. And the first one is a very popular myth that I still hear all of the time from black and white people alike. This is one of Adam Carolla's favorites. The absent black father myth. Totally debunked by the CDC. Yeah. What's the CDC? Center for Disease Control. Thank you. <laughs> I knew that. I know you I'm knew sure it. Some of our listeners. Oh, you got to give them more credit than that. <laughs> <laughs> I see, Char- uh, listeners. Charlie Bell is calling y'all names. No, <laughs> she's only implying. <laughs> I'm just saying everyone doesn't necessarily have the roster of federal agencies in their <laughs> acronym for federal agencies. I, I, I know I don't. <laughs> True that. But, uh, yeah, that's one of the biggies there. Um, so, yeah, so they actually did a study, right? They they took the time out to do a study to find out if um, there was a significant difference between the way black fathers and white fathers and Hispanic fathers parent. And come to find out um, across all their measurable uh, categories, black fathers scored higher almost every category than uh, than than the uh, the white and uh, Hispanic fathers. For example, let's see here: fathers living with kids who have helped their children with their homework every day in the last four weeks. Black fathers, 40%. White fathers, 28%. Hispanic fathers, 29%. Fathers living without kids who have helped their children with their homework every day in the last four weeks. Black fathers, 10%. White fathers, 5%. Hispanic fathers, 3%. Now, those are just a, a couple of the categories. There's Actually, there's one more. Let me see. Let's see. I did, um, I said I did li- living without the kids' homework, right? I did mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. And living with the kids' homework. Okay, this is the one I didn't do. Uh, fathers living with kids likely to have bathed, dressed, diapered, or helped their children use the toilet every day. Black fathers, 13%. White fathers, 7%. Hispanic fathers, also 7%. Uh, again, these are just uh, a few. These are just three categories uh, out of, uh, you know, there's more. If you want to uh, read the study yourself, I will post it on our fan page, and you can check it out there. But the one the one difference that was significant that does not, 
necessarily correlate to bad parenting is that black fathers are more likely to live in a home in, in, in outside the home, outside the home. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're more likely to live outside the home of the children uh, more so than white and Hispanic fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, uh, they show that that um, it's not diminishing the rate of involvement that, right. that the outside fathers have in their children's lives. Exactly, and also that there has been a spike in single father, uh, single black father uh, households, more so than white and Hispanic, right. as well. So it was a very interesting study. You guys should check it out. But <clears throat> go ahead. Um, so I think. Well, no. Let's finish the next one, and then I'll take. I'll what next one? Go ahead. Oh, are we going to talk about the other one too? The myths of black fatherhood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Let's see here. Okay. So yes. Yeah, so we have another one, which is uh, five myths. That you should stop telling about black father. Well, it's, you know what it's called, black fatherhood, but it actually should be black parenthood, I mm-hmm. believe, because some of these apply to uh, black women as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll change the name of that to Five Lies You Should Stop Telling About Black Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Mm-mm. Where's that link? I got it. You got it? Mm-hmm. Can you, can you, okay, you want to go ahead and read it? Sure. Okay, thanks. So the first myth is that black fathers aren't involved in their children's lives. So that reflects back to the CDC study we just talked about. Exactly. And um, reveals that African-American fathers actually spend more time in their children's day-to-day lives than dads from other racial groups defying stereotypes about black fatherhood. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, the next myth or lie is that the increasing number of single-parent homes is exclusively a black issue, a black problem. Mm -hmm. So that's not true. I mean, I think most of us know that just on people we know. But the number of single-parent American households has tripled in number since 1960. Mm-hmm. So um, the third myth or lie is that the number of unwed mothers is a statement on morality in the black community. Um, mm-hmm. Some have taken this number and cited it as a contributing factor to a large portion of black America's present day plight. However, um, a more accurate depiction is that a larger number of black women are choosing not to marry. Many of these women are also choosing not to bring kids into the world, but there is something else. As you can see, the drop in the birth rate for unmarried black women is mirrored by an even steeper drop among married black women. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, there's nothing immoral or pathological about deciding not to marry. And a lot of there, you know, there are lower rates of marriage in the black community, but a lot of that has to do with economic factors right. and studies show that. So, yeah. and then on something sort of related, I have a, I have a theory about why the, um, the numbers for single black, uh, fathers is not, or is, is what it is. Mm-hmm. I think it would actually be higher but I think that black men who are single fathers don't tend to stay single that long. Yes, that's true. I think they remarry uh, much more quickly. Absolutely. And then they're no longer considered single fathers. Right. So I think that's that's part of uh, the reason why the numbers are lower for for that category. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
um, the fourth lie is that men who didn't have fathers can't make good fathers. Right. So. Um, yeah, that's that's been around for a while there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Children. Um, however, men who didn't grow up with their fathers are not incapable of be, being good fathers. An assumption disproportionately assigned to black men who are more likely to be raised by single mothers. Um, and the fifth lie is that black fathers are an anomaly. Right. You know, I mean, come on. It's so. Or unicorns. Right. <laughs> it's so <laughs> shitty. You know. <laughs> and also we should uh, also point out that these stats are compiled over not just uh, recently, but they, um, uh, they compiled these. I forgot what was the time frame. I was like, this is the last couple of decades. Yeah, some of this stuff goes back to 1960, right. 70s, you know, so it's a... So some of it, you know, some of it may have been true at one time, and some of it may never have been true, you know, mm-hmm. some of these, these myths. Yeah. So this is what I have to say about this, is that one, mm-hmm. I think it speaks to, it's connected to our previous conversation about the Charleston murders, mm-hmm. and the fact that just in general, the media gets it wrong a fucking lot. Right. And we need to push back against the dominant media. So basically when we, when we hear shit like this being said, we need to be like, automatically question. That's, that's not right. Yeah. Or, or look for the information behind the numbers to see, well, first of all, is it true? Is, and then also, so not only are the narratives wrong, but then that leads to, but I think that the, the, um, the impacts are very serious, right? It's they're right. very there are very serious implications because then it leads to policy solutions that are totally wrong and misguided, right? So yeah. I think a lot of these right wing, for example, these right wing politicians, a lot of them want to always say, well, the you know the lack of nuclear family in the black uh, community is why the black community is so fucked up, right? Right? And right. if the dads would just get together and the single moms, and out so there, then the would, focus is on th- these myths, right. Rather than just actual the, solutions, uh, right? And and you know and it they it's it ends up pathologizing the black people you know in a way that is not justified is is purely false and just reinforces stereotypes and also misses real solutions to you know what ails our our families our communities and it totally it allows like. The conversation of white supremacy and that to completely go unchallenged and unchecked, right? So a lot of times this this focus on like, oh well, it's the the failure of the nuclear black family is like it's to me it's a smokescreen about not wanting to talk about the real issues out well, there. Well, well, I mean, I you know I, I don't disagree with uh, anything that that I've uh, as far as uh, so called myths or whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I think in in the cases of of uh, people who are uh, uh, you know, uh, basically have chosen a criminal lifestyle or who, uh, are, 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 who, you know, are, go around uneducated. I think, I think those are the people that are, don't have, uh, uh, uh the guiding hands of, of a nuclear family or, uh, of a parenting like that. And, uh, <clears throat> and I think, I don't, I don't, you know, I think, uh, I think a lot of the solution is is uh, for uh, you know there've been organizations like Big Brother or boys clubs or whatever um, a lot of uh, athletic uh, endeavors where black men have uh, have tried to fill the role um, of uh, of uh, of, uh, of uh, basically a father figure for those who don't have fathers and I and I, I think 
I think to say that, um, I, I, I think it's like, no, they're, they're, you know, black fathers are, are good fathers. Black fathers are taking interest in, in take, I think the problem lies in people who don't take, take who don't take care of their kids, who don't, uh, sure. I mean, no, no, we're no, I don't think any of us are, are disagreeing on the importance of fatherhood mm-hmm. or parenting mm-hmm. period, especially good parenting. Yeah. Right. And, but I think it's like a lot the, the the minority of people who who are out there committing crimes mm-hmm. or you know that's not really the number one problem that that our communities are facing right they are is it good no i mean do we have to deal with it mm-hmm. of course we have to fight crime in our communities and drugs and this mm-hmm. that and the other but those aren't the big picture but, uh, but, policy but, solutions but, but, but I, I think the the thing is is like those are the, those are the people who who cause the problems in the community. They cause some of the problems. And, and, well, I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the guys out there who are, who are, uh, who, who are, are robbing and killing, uh, they don't have, they, uh, the people that are, are filling up the prisons, they don't have, and this, this is across the board. This is, you know, I, I, I see this. Uh, they, they don't have proper guidance at home. But I'd say but, that the people who are filling up the prisons, a lot of it is because our our fucked up policy on drugs. Like you know, I mean, there's more pe- people aren't just filling but, up our prisons because they're just innate criminals, right? right? Like our our war on drugs is the main driver of mass incarceration. That's a policy issue, you know. Also. You know, structural unemployment is a bigger factor in, you know, I think has more detrimental effects on our community than. And then you got to talk about the race, the rates at which blacks are convicted as opposed as compared to whites. Arrested, convicted, the whole nine. All of that. Every every stage of every stage of the criminal justice system has racial disparities. You have to get into specifics on that. I mean, why? Why did X criminal? do time and be criminal didn't. I mean, you, you, no, you got to compare the apples but, to apples. But we do. We, that's what I'm saying. We have the. Well, that's my like whole point. We like have the data. Generalities. No, yeah. I'm saying we have the data. We have the research. We have the proof. We have empirical evidence that shows racial disparities in every single part of the criminal justice system. If you don't know it, if you haven't read it, you must read the New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. It breaks it so down what's, so what's flawlessly. The so the solution. So there's not one solution, right? Mm-hmm. But I think part of the solution. And that's kind of my point here is mm-hmm. that to, to, to challenge narratives about who we are as people and what we need as a community that are wrong. We need to get into empirically based solutions. We need to fo- so, so do we're things. concerned about how other people view us. Is that, is that no, 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 we I'm have ta- to fight how other people view us is what you're saying? No. no well, I think she's saying like I'm it, saying that we have to go ahead. No, like 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 we were saying about the uh, when we were talking about the the myths and whatnot i mean if if we let that stuff go unchecked then it affects policies you know exactly. what i'm saying and it and the felt the focus is on on something that's not the true issue or mm-hmm. there's or there's a bigger issue at large or or more one that's more pertinent or more relevant that's going unchecked because we're focused on the misinformation exactly that's it so okay yeah all right um Right. I was going to say something, but I cannot remember now. Oh, but uh, before we forget, happy sure. Father's Day, Dino. Oh, thank you very much. Didn't we do that earlier? No. Oh. 
That was, that was, that we that was, asked him about his Father's Day and right, his right. daughter. Well, that, that's good enough as far as <laughs> that's all that nigga need. Just the fact that we acknowledge you have a daughter. <laughs> the fact that we said hi when we walked in, that should have been good enough. Yeah, yeah that's, that's implied. <laughs> it's like, what, I'm going to come down here and say have a fucked up Father's Day? <laughs> no, what, but, what, what do you but, think but, I meant? Okay, let me, let, me, let me expand on that. On top of just um, while we're talking about myths of black fatherhood, I just want to shout out to Dino Red, who's a fucking awesome dad. He's a great father. He's the type of man that is a pillar in our community and in his family's life. And, um, you know, every girl or boy should wish to have a dad like Dino Red. And, you know, he's out here holding it down. So. Big major props okay. and shout outs to you, Dino. Okay, oh, just just because we didn't thank say Happy Father's Day when we walked in the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thank you, here. thank you, Charlie Bell. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I, I like you too. That's sweet. <laughs> I believe. In giving okay, fun. Happy Father's Day. You happy, Gina? Uh-huh. Damn. <laughs> Damn, Gina. <laughs> Will you marry me now? Clank, clank, <laughs> clank, clank. The most romantic proposal in the history of television. <laughs> And happy Godfather's Day to you too, sir. Ah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank, you uh, <laughs> thank you, Don Red. <laughs> Every time you think you're out, they pull you pull back, back in. in. <laughs> I wonder what the name of this podcast is. What, <laughs> <laughs> <But> Daddy Dearest? <laughs> okay, uh, so. This leads me to a question that I've I've seen this on social media over the last uh, two years. Every year around Father's uh, Day, I I see this the single uh, mothers who who uh, celebrate Mother uh, Father's Day and kind of uh, you know give themselves props and whatnot. And then I see the other people who are like kind of pushing back against it. So my question to the panel here at the Shizna Show, because y'all know anything that we decide here is final. Right. It, it, that it goes. So right. we are the black panel. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so right now, should single mothers celebrate Father's Day? Yay or nay? What say you? Let's start with the weasel. Oh uh, yeah, if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Let them celebrate give, Groundhog give them, Day give too. Give them some Shit. testosterone and uh, <laughs> and a necktie and some cologne and yeah, yeah. Fuck it. If they want to celebrate it, no, I, you know I. Uh, the way I look at it, I mean, uh, you know, all all, uh, all kidding aside, I mean, Mother's Day, Father's Day, it, it, you know, as long as you're a good parent, I mean, we recognize, we recognize, uh, we recognize good parenting, and if you know, it, you know, your, your your children or people should celebrate you all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Amen if, you, if you're if you're out there, you know, working every day to make make sure your kid is clothed and fed and you know god bless you uh i put it out there to you every day mm-hmm. you know all mother's day and father's day is an, is an excuse to sell cards yeah, <laughs> so, exactly so if you want to if you want to celebrate father's day and you're a single mother then you know have at it mm-hmm. okay charlie bell what say ye I say the real fucking question right here <laughs> is what is Caitlyn Jenner celebrating? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Does she get to celebrate both? Is, well, she, she, <laughs> is she Mother's Day, Father's Day? What is it? Trent, ask Laverne Cox. Well, she's not a dad. We got it. Well, her character is, so she would know based on probably her character. <laughs> her character is a dad, or was a dad before. <laughs> He transitioned. Uh, that was, 
Ask yeah. Caitlin. That was, that was an Orange is the New Black reference. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Orange yeah. is the New Black reference, right? Uh, anyway, no, I just think it's one of these dumbass freaking social media debates that mm-hmm. allow people to just like bash on each other. I hate this stupid shit. I think that, um, like, to me, like what the weasel said holidays like mother's day father's day to me a lot of it's just fucking corny a way to sell cards <laughs> and get it's just another you know commercial Spoken like a true orphan yeah <laughs> <laughs> commercialism well you know what it's funny like um, ah humbug <laughs> Father's Day, bah humbug. Mother's Day, bah humbug. It's true. But you know what? A lot of people are like, you know, like, oh, you know, you just lost your dad. Like, how are you? Is Father's Day hard for you? Like, no, because I really didn't give a shit about it when he was alive. Um, honestly, like, his birthday was more of a of a hardship for me, you know, because that's about him and my remembrance of him. So we didn't really even celebrate Father's Day. So I don't give a fuck about Father's Day or Mother's Day. Or, you know, what you do. Wow. I picked the wrong panel to put this question to. Because <laughs> there's some people out there that got some real feelings about this stuff. Yep. We couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> Collectively, I don't exactly. think we have a single fuck to give. We don't have one fuck. Nah, we can't even piece up on the yeah, fuck. We can't even get a fuck. We don't have a, a 33.3% yeah, of a fuck Yeah, we don't have a third each. of a fuck. No, we don't. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Exactly. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much I hate to sound uh uh redundant, but I'm not gonna say some shit I don't believe just to be different. Uh disingenuous and whatnot. That's the one thing I was trying to be honest with you guys. Yeah, I don't I don't really care. Um I, I can see how I can rub some people the wrong way or whatever, but in the scheme of things, who cares? It's exactly. you know, it's, it's their day. They get to you know, and for all intents and purposes, they are a father too. You know, they doing double the work. Why not get double the days to 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 celebrate? So you know, who cares? I, I think the most important thing is that if you're a parent, that someone wants to celebrate you. I think that's I think that's amen most important. to that. There you go. So there's that. <laughs> Love you, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think uh, that does it. We into our next segment now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Hit it. Our Donald. Thomas average guy question of the week. Kick it, Charlie Bell. It goes like this. <laughs> In the meantime, asks, I'm working on me and getting myself together so that I'll be ready for the guy that's for me. Mm-hmm. But I have needs of a physical nature that come up every now and then, as well as little things I need a male to take care of. So I've decided to invest in a, quote, go-to guy, unquote. I want to ask the men, how do they feel about being a go-to guy, knowing that's all it is? And to the women, do you agree with having a go-to guy to hold you down in the meantime and in between time? I would love to hear from the women who have experiences in this area, but they probably won't admit it. So she just gave Fuck Buddy a new name, pretty much. <laughs> right. You know, you know, homie lover friend, all that mm-hmm. stuff has been, there's nothing new. It's exactly. the same old stuff that's been going on forever. Exactly. So, how do we feel about that? What do you guys? How do, how do you feel about 
Uh, on, on, on this, I do have a fuck to give. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's like, use me, baby. <laughs> he's like, where do you sign up? <laughs> if it feels as good being used, uh, I will be your go-to guy. <laughs> I want to... <laughs> Wanna be your lover? <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. If, if you know, <laughs> shit, two sending a dog. Yeah, yeah. If if you know, as long as uh, if you know, we if we were physically attracted to each other and you know didn't couldn't stand living together. Yeah, I mean that's you know that that I, I would I would I don't know too many guys who wouldn't you know? <laughs> unless there was no, unless there was no attraction unless you know unless it's like a guy who felt like you know she was a sister to him or something like that but mm-hmm. as far as uh, you know just you know you know someone to uh, to you know cuddle with and do uh, nasty things with then uh, yeah go for it yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Charlie Bell I mean. <laughs> is this is this really a question? Like I don't even get this question. Like it's just that's like to me this question is like asking like until I can afford to buy a house, should I live somewhere? Should I live in an apartment? Yeah, should, yeah. <laughs> can I rent a room for somebody? <laughs> or should I just live well, on think, the street in a box? Well, like, I, I think this is about. Life. I think this is about renting rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I think live your life. I mean, I thought that's just what people did. Like, isn't that what everyone does? Like, just because you're not in a relationship, most people I think are still trying to have a sex life. And companionship, right? No, Charlie, but a lot of people will not have sex outside of a relationship. There's still a lot of those people left. (sighs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't know nobody like that, first of all. Well, no, that's not true. There's a lot of people not into casual sex. But uh, Yeah, but to me, they're they're not questioning it. That's either a moral or an an emotional decision that they've made i don't think it's a question about whether you well this person to me sounds like they have already they already do it they're just looking for some validation because i think they're probably a christian or something and they're they feel a little guilty about it Mm. and they're looking for validation (laughs) if that's what you need i validate you (laughs) i validate you in the meantime well you notice she ain't asking this question in church (laughs) (laughs) come to the shiznit to say is it okay to fuck outside of marriage (laughs) of course it is (laughs) i'm like is this really a question consider the source i don't even understand question like i don't understand this question this is, like i'm so confused <laughs> until somebody takes me out to dinner should i eat like no, what are you supposed to do start eat yes make yourself a snack <laughs> get you fix you a plate why should i breathe <laughs> i don't get it i think it's like it's like that seinfeld episode where where uh jerry and elaine are trying to be be fuck buddies right. and they're saying uh well can we have this and that without the other and right say, of course we can have this that and without the other and then they find out they can't have this and that without the other right and uh a lot of times i mean the risk of it an actually they found out that elaine didn't even want to have this and that, that without the other, other. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you know that's that's the thing. I mean, sometimes e- emotional. I mean, yeah, you you can do it, but yeah, uh, just just realize that emotions get involved whether you want to or not. Um, on both sides. On both sides, yeah. So that's that's the danger right there. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. <laughs> emotionals. <laughs> not emotionals. If you, not if you pick right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get out my bed, asshole. <laughs> not if you pick right. <laughs> You get a professional. <laughs> I'm just a gigolo and everywhere I go. <laughs> All right.
you've got mail. All right, Charlie Bell, you want to read our mail from Chaz, please? Sure. Chaz says, I love the co-host. Very funny and a great fit. The game was entertaining and thought-provoking. Suggested name, Hero to Zero. I love it. I like that. I love it. All zeros can be resurrected by competing with other losers. Oh, he's trying to make it like a a bracket. Right, right. In their categories like actor, sport, or historically significant figures. I validate your thoughts on Rachel D. I say let her be who she wants to be and fuck all the other stuff. Again, great show. Thank you, Chaz. Appreciate it. But you got to slow your roll, brother. Slow your roll. I asked for... Um, suggested names of the the game. I did not ask for rules uh, there, Wink Martindale. <laughs> no, he turned it into a tournament. <laughs> you know, uh, Alex Trebek. Yeah. He said it should be the best five out of seven. And we should have double jeopardy at the end of the third round. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you, Chad. You're still mad at Wink, well, mad at Wink Martindale, aren't you? <laughs> still angry at him after all these years. Yep. Uh, don't get don't don't mess with my timely reference. But no, I love I love that hero to zero though. That if 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 it, if the game stays around, that will be the name of it. That's for sure. So, um, Good so job, shout out Chaz. to you for that. Yeah, um, we did not get a whole lot of feedback on on the game. Basically, it was like two or three people said that they liked it. Nobody said they didn't like it. Um, so I don't know. It's still still up for discussion. Still up for debate. On whether or not the, the the game will come back. I like the game, and you did okay, cool. But I don't. It might not be that entertaining because I feel like you and I would always have the same answers because I agreed with everything you said. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that's a first. <laughs> I know. You know, I was thinking the other way around. I thought it would have been more fun because I thought you would have like maybe disagreed some. No. But <laughs> okay. Maybe on another round, but with the two you used. Uh, no, yeah. I was in. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's see. Keep um, be on the lookout for uh, hashtag light skin matters. Hashtag light skin matters. That is a special that is going to be brought to you by the light skin triumphant of Gil Laurie of the Onyx Truth Onyx Truth podcast. Okay, and be honest from the No Nonsense podcast and the Rare. Sonus uh, Network and yours truly, Dino Red of the Shizness Show and the Red Rock Podcast Network. We will be uniting like a podcast Voltron. <laughs> a light skinned Voltron. A light skinned it <laughs> podcast Voltron. <laughs> and we're going to be bringing you the, the, the special called Light Skin Matters. Now, depending upon the feedback that we get from this special, uh, we'll determine on whether or not we continue to do it and how. Often we continue to do it. Well, I'm already so. boycotting it. <laughs> Racism. <laughs> what about us brown skin folks? Plastic uh, bags matter. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there you go. Um, you guys be on the lookout for that. We probably will be recording this next Friday on the 26th. And when it air, well, you know what? I don't know if we're going to do it live or not. We've been going back and forth on that. But again, this will be one of the shows that I will plug into this slot of the Shizness show while I'm out on leave because I'm, I'm going on leave pretty soon, guys. It's coming up real quick. <laughs> so it's like about two weeks. Uh, and after that, you'll start getting um, these little 
interviews and specials and stuff like that that will uh, ride in place of the Shiznit for a couple of weeks and while I'm recuperating. All right. So um, with that, let's see. Um, other shout out to John and Molly, John, uh, John Pennyman and Molly McIntyre, Molly Mac of the Pennyman Doctrine. Shout out to Mr. Moody, my big brother, Mr. Moody of Mr. Moody's Neighborhood on the Indian Network. Shout out to Bella the Great. All right. Our, one of our super fans, Baylor. Shout out to uh, Tara Lynn, one of our other super fans, and her, her blog, Digging Discography. Check that out. The best music blog on the interwebs. And uh, a big shout out and welcome back to Chonella. They've been on a break. Chonella.com. I uh, miss my Clove and Shirley, my Canadian, my Canadian swirl couple. Canadian. Glad to have you guys back while you've been on hiatus. Next time you go on break, you don't have to break from your boy Dino Red, though. You can holler at a nigga and say, what's up? Uh, and shout out to Back to Reality. Once again, um, I was on the latest episode, which will air on this network in a couple of weeks. Or if you are in a hurry and want to hear what I have to say now. And what these other brothers are talking about, you can is uh, we get into gun control and all that. But other than that, it's just kind of a cathartic uh, discussion on the whole South Carolina situation. So that is back to reality. Um, I believe the website is Get Back to Reality. You can also find the episode on the Shiznit Show page and the Red Rock uh, Podcast Network page. So shout out to Jared Hill, Tati B, Angelique Jackson, Shane Paul Neal. All right. Love you guys. Thanks a lot for having me on. And um, with that, I think we're out of here. I think we're done. I think this is a wrap, guys. This is it. So for Charlie Bell, for, oh, no, another shout out to uh, Taja V. Um, Great hostess, great feeling guest, uh, feeling guest host, great guest. She was remarkable. Uh, love me some her. We got a lot, a lot, a lot of good response, a lot of good um, feedback about her appearance. And you are welcome here, dear, any time. So, again, for Charlie Bell, for Damon the Weasel Stanifer, I'm Dino Red. Holla at your boy. From all of our crew to listeners like you, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Shiznit. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Check out our website, theshiznitshow.com, or hit us up on Facebook under The Shiznit. Follow us on Twitter at The Shiznit Show. Write to us at theshiznitshow at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail and make it sexy at 424-261-4878. This has been... The Shiznit. You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.